This episode is sponsored by Gopher State Tape Library, a 5013C corporation. Established in 1974, the library has been archiving recovery talks of the many 12-step recovery fellowships across the globe. For almost 50 years, these have been distributed worldwide. The library is the only all-volunteer organization doing this work in existence. There are no paid employees. Thousands of downloads, MP3s, and CDs can be obtained at www.gstl.ecwid.com. I'm not appointed or anointed. All I'm doing here is I'm sharing my experience with what has worked and what hasn't worked and with the intention that perhaps it could be helpful to someone. That's the goal, be helpful. So if it's not helpful, you'll find another meeting and maybe get some help there, right? Or maybe someone will be able to help you when we get to the sharing part. So this meeting uh, started 14 years ago in the basement room at the retreat. Um, tonight, we're gonna to talk about basic instincts. And if those, if those of you who were here the first Wednesday, which is a good number of you, recall we were, we were looking at the, uh, the inventory and the first part of the inventory is resentment. And we got done and I'm thinking, because you can't do a four step in 40 minutes or an hour. And I was thinking about it and I thought, I thought basic instincts, that's what we need to talk about because that's what, that's what is underneath, that's what underneath the inventory process and it's also what gets me free of the idea that I'm bad. It starts to dawn on me that I haven't been bad, I've been mistaken. And uh, that's critical for us because we all come here with mountains of shame. Some of it conscious, some of it not. So at the bottom of the page, on page 64, it says, uh, we ask ourselves where we're in. In most cases, we found it was our self-esteem, our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relationships, including sex, were hurt or threatened. Hurt or threatened, meaning you did hurt me, I perceived a hurt, or I perceived the possibility of one. Right? And that's all through my perspective. I could be completely wrong, but when it's it's when it's the way you see it, it's the way you see it. It is real, right? So to that point, um, I'll share this with you. If you're later on, if you're listening home on uh recovery.thegathering, the phone app, uh, you won't have the advantage that these people are having of being able to see the sheet. So if we get done and you want a copy of this sheet, I will email it to you, okay? So here we go. This is, this is not Roger B's compilation. This is a collection of ideas that came out of Bill around these three instincts. You know, in the inventory, this is who hurt me, this is what they did, this is how it affected me. Social instinct, security instinct, sex instinct, okay? So let's look at these. Social instinct, companionship, wanting to belong or be accepted by other individuals. Prestige, wanting to be recognized or accepted as a leader. Self-esteem, our image of ourselves, that we, what we think of ourselves. When I'm alone with myself and I'm thinking, Roger, Roger, or I look in the mirror, 
what's looking back at me. That's my self-esteem. Pride. Excessive and unjustified opinion of others, either positive self-love or negative self-hate. Personal relationships are relationships with other human beings. So and your ambitions are always just, what is your plan to satisfy those wants? Those needs, actually, because we're wired for connection. So I want to make a comment here. Pride. Excessive opinion of oneself. Either positive self-love or negative self-hatred. Pride is a distortion. That's a dictionary definition. It's a distortion. Um, and, and it's also a setup for conditional love. When, when I was growing up, my dad was the I'm so proud of you thing. So if I did well, he'd pat me on the back and tell me what a good kid was I was. And if I didn't do well, he'd look at me and say, what's the matter with you? And so what I learned really quickly, this is the beginning of what I call external referral. What I learned very quickly, oh, wait a minute, someone's in the waiting room. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did I lose you all? Where's the, where's the screen? Okay. You're good. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm just, I'm trying to return. Here. We're here. Okay. But I can't see the, the sheet anymore. We can. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Let me try it again. Sorry. No, we can't. No, we can't. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. So, excessive opinion yourself. I don't know. I know a lot of you, but I know this. When we come into AA, we're not on a high. We're not thinking this is so wonderful and I'm having such a great time. So, when I sit down in the room, I'm thinking, I'm the biggest loser in this room. That's pride. That's the other side of the pride. I'm the worst or I'm the best. And if I can't be the best, by the way, I'm not going to play. So I watch out. I don't use, I never use that term, raising my kid. I would ask him what he thought of the outcomes. I would tell him good effort. I would say, what did you learn from this? But I would never say, I'm happy for you, but I would never say, I'm proud of you. Because that sets up for this, this deal about, my value is in my performance. I am what I do. I am what I have. I am what you think of me. Now we got big trouble. Security instinct. Wanting material. Wanting money, buildings, property, clothing, etc. So we feel secure. Maybe, maybe not. Emotional. Based on our needs for another person or persons, some tend to dominate. Some are overly dependent. And again, the ambition is just to plan on how you're going to achieve that. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting money or houses or buildings or anything. The difference where it turns on us is if I am what you think of me and I'm trying to impress you with the externals, I always got to be driving a new car. I got, always need a bigger house. I need two houses. I need three houses. So if, I, if that's the measure of how I'm doing, the accumulation of material goods, I'm in problem because then it's not I have a beautiful house and I love it. It's the house owns me. The house owns me. Can't have that. So then the sex instinct, this is obviously after your four-step analysis. So there's an acceptable ideal 
we form the ideal when we're doing the inventory. We look at it and we decide what worked, what didn't work, what should we have done instead, and what do we want to be? This is the ideal. What is my vision for my relationship going forward? The ideal one, the perfect one. Our sex lives, when they're acceptable to our partners and to ourselves. So does everyone agree? Yep, yep, yep. And then this is where it gets dicey if you're like I was. Then it says, uh, informed by principles. Oh, now we go, what are the principles, right? What are the principles? Is it love? Is it kindness? Is it mutuality? Or is it usurious? Is it, I want this for me. This is about me and, and my pleasure. Uh, so the principles, we need to look at what are the principles that inform the relationship. But then we ask this question. Is everyone in agreement? Is everyone in agreement? Yeah. And then the other question is, is it guided by our higher power? Or is it guided by our lower nature, right? And then the, the secret, the hidden sex life is just obviously what it is. That's the part of your sex life you don't want to know about. Don't my, want my wife to know about my girlfriend across town. I don't want people to know about my porn habit or whatever it is, right? Now, again, plans are just regarding our sex lives, which are either acceptable or not. That's just, The ambition is the same. So if you look at this, I think most of us would look at this and say, so what's the problem? Especially the social and the security. The sex thing takes a while to evolve for some of us. But what's, what's wrong with that? The answer is absolutely nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with it. Because they're basic human God-given instincts. If we interviewed an Inuit in Alaska, that parent would want the same thing for themselves and their children. Same with an Aboriginal in Australia. Here's the deal. When you see someone using these instincts as they were intended to be used, you find guys and women, men and women that are saying, you know, I came from poverty. I came from hard things, but I, I really worked my ass off. I put myself through college, and I always wanted a degree. I got a degree. Then I wanted a business. Then I got a business. Then I wanted a family. I got a family. That's the proper application of these instincts. I can't see your faces, so I'm going to assume uh, that you're tracking. So now what's the problem then? Why is my sheet full of resentments and I'm full of fear? When these are what I call for conversation, normal operating range or a healthy range, these instincts are how we improve our lives step by step by step. But they're not how we define ourselves. They're the tools we use. Now, Remember the caveat um, about hurt or threatened on page at the top of 50. The, uh, when I have a perception that one, and when I say one instinct, it could just be one thing in the instinct. It doesn't have to be everything in the instinct, but it could just be one element. Like um, I might have a real problem with acceptance. So I'm, it's really the social instinct is really important to be accepted, the prestige and uh, brought into the fold, brought into the community, the group. So that means I'm vulnerable because when those instincts get inflamed with fear, I'm not good enough, with shame, I'm a loser, they go off the charts. And so I'll give you an example. Um, I can't see anyone. I, I must have this set up wrong. 
anyway. Um, so I'll give you an example. My wife's name is Susan. And uh, so when these instincts are proper, properly in place, her preferences and my preferences all have the same weight. You know what I'm saying? No one's dominant. So I come in and Susan's sitting on the couch reading and I say, we're going to a movie. My preference. She says, no, her preference. There's no argument. There's no coercion. So I go, oh, would you like to go out to dinner? My preference. She says, no, her preference. I'm not going to beat her up about going out to dinner, okay? Then I get to the third thing, which is, you want to go in the bedroom and mess around? She goes, no. Preference, preference. Now, what's happened is shallow Roger has exhausted his plethora of things to do. Food, entertainment, and sex. So it occurs to me, Susan, what would you like to do? And she says, I'd like, I just got this book. I read it from Amazon. I just put on a pot of coffee. I've been working my butt off all week. And what I would like to do is sit here in quiet and read my book and drink coffee. Her preference, my preference. And I go, okay, cool. I'm going to a movie. Bye. No problem. There is no problem here. When these instincts are in the operational range and everyone, there's equality across the board. No one's idea is better than anyone else's idea. Okay, now let's, in, let's, uh, let's inflame the instinct. Let's inject some fear in this. So um, my supervisor at work says, we're having a Christmas party. I hope you and your wife will attend. And I'm going, oh, Christmas party. That's a good thing. I got a review coming up. Here comes a security instinct, right? And Susan's beautiful and she's smart. And she's articulate and everyone likes her. So she's good for my street cred. There's a social instinct. Yeah. So I go to Susan and I say, hey, will you come to the company party with me? She goes, no. Now I go, why not? You see, it's changed now. Everyone doesn't have an equal vote because my social and security instincts are appearing to me to be in jeopardy. So I go, why not? And she says, because I want to. And I said, well, why don't you want to? You've had these conversations. And she says, last year I went. And your boss was drunk and pinching my ass all night, and I'm not going back. And I said, well, let's make a deal. I'll sit between you and him, and that won't happen again. I'm just asking you for an hour, hour and a half. And she said, no, I don't want to. Why is she reacting like that? Because I'm trying to coerce her into doing something she doesn't want to do. Now the instincts are all off the charts, right? So then I go, hey, you remember Thanksgiving? I drove all your relatives from the airport to the house. Now what am I finding? I'm finding this good deed I did for Susan had strings attached. Now I'm going, what about what I did for you? And she's getting pissed. Then I bring up Christmas, which I was even more magnanimous, right? And uh, so now we're in a full fight. You know this. This is escalation. And the reason it's escalating is because of my fear that I'm not safe and I need her to be with me for my social and security instinct to be satisfied. So now she slams the door and we're off to the races. And I'm out. We're all pissed off, right? So I could have done differently. I could have said, it would have been okay to say when she said no. And I said, why? Um, and she told me why. It would have been okay to say, oh, that's a drag. I understand. I'm disappointed, but I understand. And then just leave it. 
then she has an opportunity to come back to me later and said, I thought about it and I'll give you an hour. I can do it for an hour. You know, I'm willing to help. Now that's her choice, isn't it? If I browbeat her, if I extort her or coerce her into doing it, she's going to say yes when she means no. How do you feel when you say yes when you mean no? Your city. Because you violated your own moral code. So all you're going to do is end up resenting me, even though I got my way. So that's the, uh, that's the example that I'm going to use for that. So the, uh, so when you look at this in your inventory and your resentments, there's always a fear component in the resentment, isn't there? I'm not safe. I'm not safe. So it's really tricky for alcoholics because we're so self acutely self-centered for these instincts to slip out of the, the normal range, the constructive range, the healthy range, and slip into the selfish range. And when it does, you always know because you're in conflict with somebody or something. The ego's present and the stress that you feel, the struggle that you feel is trying to have your own way because underneath that is this idea, if I don't get my own way, it's an existential argument. I'm going to die. I have to get my own way. I have to get my own way. So, for your consideration, basic instincts. So this, when, when, you, when you're operating, for instance, you're doing your four step, that's one thing, that's a slower down version. You're doing the 10 step, when you start getting out of whack, you can ask yourself, what's not going my way? Or what's, what appears to be threatened? And you're always gonna find fear. And under the fear, you're always going to find shame. Then you go, oh, that instinct, my need for approval is getting in the way. It's what's causing the problem. Once you understand how to keep the instincts right-sized, which is living from a higher set of principles, those instincts won't kick your butt. They'll be useful. But we have to train ourselves. We have to train ourselves. So when I'm in conflict, when I'm getting scared, when I'm getting ready to react instead of respond, I have to ask myself, what's not going my way? And that'll put me right in front of the agenda that I have, this secret agenda. I want you to love me. You know, actually, I would say I want you to like me, but I really want you to love me. And, and a little hero worship wouldn't be bad either. You know, it's like it just keeps going on and on. Because once you get what you say you want, when you're driven by the selfishness and the self-centeredness, any of those instincts never are satisfied. I got some acceptance. I need some more acceptance. I got promoted. I'm a leader. I need to be a leader forever. You know, I got a house. I need a bigger house. I'm making a good living. I need to make a better living, right? And it just goes on and on because the disease feeds on more. The disease feeds on more. Okay. New episodes of The Gathering are published twice a month and can be found on Spotify and other major podcast apps. You can follow The Gathering on Spotify and others to receive monthly notifications of new episodes.